To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. The affiliate links for everything are in the description down below. Welcome to the Positive Sarcasm Podcast. If you have questions, concerns, or comments, feel free to hit me up on my website, positivesarcasm.com, in the contact section, or you can email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com, or you can hit me up through Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. So those are a few ways of getting hold of me. Of course, Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm or Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. Just there are always ways uh, to get a hold of me. Um, if you are looking to utilize any of the affiliate links um, and you want to get signed up, you'll get free stocks or, or free cash if you sign up for the Weeble app um, or if you sign up for the, I believe the eToro app is also in there as well. I should probably also put the Moomoo app up there soon as well. Um, that's a pretty good uh, application if you're looking to start your financial wellness. Um, that So that is one part. Uh, the other ones, if you're looking for some uh, podcasts to listen to in your ear for cultural and motivational purposes, there's the Mel Robbins podcast. And then, and then there's, of course, Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who um, both of them, I believe, are weekly or biweekly uh, podcast drops. So definitely look for those. Once again, Mel Robbins and Dr. Jordan B. Peterson um, have some very good content that I think you folks should absolutely uh, <clears throat> absorb. Uh, there are some other links as well for um, for mental health counseling and a few other things in case of emergency break glass. Go ahead and check out all those uh, links uh, down below. Uh, the new format of this podcast. So we've been doing it about once a week. And uh, since the beginning of July, we changed the format. Um to basically Q&A, mostly Q&A. And we are still using dig.com. We also tried Dear Abby. And this week we're going to do actually a Reddit Q&A. Um, I've got about five questions here that we're going to go through. These have not been pre-screened. These are essentially pulled fresh. So we're going to try to think on the spot. Uh, the goal of this podcast at this time right now with answering these questions is to try to be as honest and respectful and positively constructive of what's going on in the situation so that we can possibly when you listen to these questions or these concerns you can you won't take away everything from the question from the dilemma that this person's having but maybe a segment of the question uh may resonate with you whether and if you maybe you agree with my uh addressing of it or maybe you don't but if you have if you have your own opinion about how the situation should be handled you can always comment uh in the descriptions below from the podcast which is available on rumble and back on youtube and it's anywhere where audio podcasts are available including substack and spotify the so you can always participate if you have if you have a thought that maybe I have missed something. Um, like I said, I'm coming from this uh, from this approach, trying to really work hard on bettering myself this year with, through uh, counseling, behavioral therapy, uh, uh, new physical fitness regimens. Um, you know, like daily counseling, um, edibles, and just uh, overall a letting go of the narcissism that has plagued me for about 15 years. So. Doing all these things 
may give me a better idea of what exactly I'm looking at because I know in the past where I have read certain Q&As, I've missed pivotal things, pivotal points that were made in the question that made me realize I missed something completely because I was going for the I was going for the wreck it mentality. Now I need to kind of take back and see if I can really help understand what's going on in these in this dilemma, whether it's a small dilemma or if it's a life-changing situation. Either way, there's a lot to consider because the little things matter just as much as the big things. So this is from a, uh, the Reddit area called AITA, which is am I the a-hole? So um, I don't want to look at this as that, whether you are that or not. I, I'm not going to accuse you or say that you are that. We're just going to try to figure this out and see where maybe there could be some improvements. So we'll start with question one. I can go ahead and get it popped up on the screen. If you have questions, concerns, or comments, you folks should know how to reach me by now. And for the, all the people who are, you know, for the view counts that are going up, also I have decided to, I am putting up a little more uh, conceptual content. I've been posting some super short 15-second uh, uh, stock footage clips on my on my story section of Instagram and Facebook, just something nice that maybe will put you in a good mood. You know, beautiful scenery is always something to be admired. So go ahead and check that out if you'd like. But let's go ahead and get uh, the article monitor up on the screen. Um, I remember when I originally did this, it would just nice. It had like a nice fade in, but uh, I kind of had to change it around for some reason, and um, I should really fix it so it's like a nice fade in instead of just like that. Bam! There it is on the screen. Anyways. Um, oh, happy Wednesday, everybody, by the way. Okay, let's get to it. I, 29-year-old female, traveled across the country to visit a company regarding an incredible job offer. Well, good for you. I spent two days touring the company to decide if it would be the right fit for me. After years of self-employment, after meeting with the company, I visited my sister, who's 32 and female. Okay, that makes sense. And her family a few towns over. We barely get to see each other because of the work and distance, so it was a, a wonderful to spend a few days with her, the family, and her new baby. I was gone for a total of eight days. Okay. When I returned home, I was excited to spend time with my husband, 33-year-old male, and tell him about the trip. My visit with my sister, my impression of the city, etc., we were meant to be celebrating our anniversary and decided to put off the discussion about whether or not I should accept the job offer until after our anniversary getaway. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, let me just move that aside for now. Okay. All right. Let me think here. Uh, arrange for us to go on a luxury... Okay. We were meant to be celebrating our anniversary and decided to put off the discussion about whether or not I should accept the job offer until after our anniversary getaway. I'd arranged for us to go on a luxury train ride because he's a big train enthusiast and we were meant to leave for the trip three days after I got home. This is when the problem started. All right. I have, ha I have a very large closed bioactive terrarium, which I made with my mother 15 years ago. It's one of my favorite things I have of her from before she passed. This terrarium is my pride and joy and has come with me everywhere since we planted it. It was always super healthy and beautiful, and I've only ever had to open it four times to do a little maintenance and watering. 
My husband knows all of this, which is why I don't understand why he decided to tamper with it in my absence. I didn't notice the night I got home because I was exhausted, but the next morning I went to check on the terrarium to find it in a terrible state. The roots were rotting and the plants were and the plants dying and molding. He told me that the day I left, he poured a few cups of water into the vessel and sealed it again. I was so mad I cried and it turned into a huge argument because, quote, it's just a plant and, quote, all you, all you do is look at it anyway. He called me ungrateful and overdramatic and that I should appreciate that his intention was to help me and then he didn't ask because he didn't want to bother me on my trip. Oh boy. I ended up canceling our anniversary plans partly because I was so upset that I didn't want to go and partly because I wanted to try and salvage the plants that would require time. He hit the roof when I told him and is now sleeping in a separate room. Oh, jeez. And refusing to speak to me because according to him, I'm, bring, I'm being pretty petty and trying to destroy our marriage. Am I being oversensitive about my plants? My friends are pretty evenly spit split and I have point and have pointed out that he was just trying to be thoughtful however misguided it was um, for canceling anniversary trip which my husband was excited for because he was accidentally destroyed the terrarium okay um, oof. well look where do the problems start you went on a nice trip you were doing all these things um, the terrarium situation uh, did you number one did you leave any instructions for your husband on how to take care of the terrarium was there instructions for him to have to do anything with it okay if it mattered that much to you then you probably should have stated so now let's move to the next phase of this okay obviously yes if it was that important to you you should have mentioned how to care for it things like that okay your husband apparently is well aware of how important this item, whether it's material or sentimental or whatever, he understands how much it means to you. If he didn't want to bother you, that's a problem. So he should have run it by you first. If it's that important and he is not a terrarium person, if he was going to do something with it, he should have run it past you first. I think that is the core communication breakdown right there is that he didn't want to bother you so he took it upon himself to do something which resulted in this whole thing kicking off you obviously could have had some preventative measures by letting him know this is how you take care of it any problems or concerns call me but if he is your husband he sh he should know better and he should have contacted you to address this and i'm sure it wouldn't have taken very long for this scenario to be handled much easier than how it turned out okay so there's a number one issue you didn't you didn't make any mention of how important you know any issues with terrarium call you and then obviously the kicker the real issue here as we so far have read is he didn't reach out to you he just put water in it and then that was it so after that this is where things really get out of hand. Obviously, mistakes were made by both parties. Oops, I'm sorry. Obviously, mistakes were made by both parties where you didn't bring give him instructions. And two, he 
didn't reach out to you because uh, to ask for advice on the terrarium because he knew that he knew it was that important. He didn't want to bother you. That's where the mistakes were. S fixable, repairable, no big deal. But well, not no big deal. But this could be fixed. He could have helped you fix the problem. He could have apologized, and this and and from there, this is where things really get bad. Um. Let's see. He didn't notice that I got home. I was exhausted. Da, da, da. He told me that the next day I poured, he poured a few cups into the vessel and sealed it again. I was so mad I cried and turned into a huge argument because he's... Okay, so he's saying it's just a plant and all you do is look at it anyway. <sighs> Dude, you shouldn't have said that. I know you were trying to kind of tamper everything down and calm everything down, but it's not just a plant to her. And the all you do is look at it anyway. Also, um, heavy inflammation. Not not good. You, you shouldn't have said that. The first thing that should have came out of your mouth was, I'm sorry, I should have brought it up to you. I should have asked. How can... Um, let her... You destroyed something of hers. You damaged something of hers. You need to help fix it. So the um second the next the thing that should happen after this is you should be like okay what can we do how can i help because she uh he called me ungrateful and overdramatic so um ungrateful for what what are you ungrateful for he did something without your permission because he didn't want to bother you and you come home from a really great trip a very emotionally sensitive trip you got to see family you got to get out of the house <coughs> excuse me you checked out a new job so you're on an emotional high so your uh hormones are, are you know are in your endorphin levels and everything is up is up through the roof and then you come home and the exact opposite is waiting for you <coughs> so it's not you being overdramatic you are legitimately upset and for you to be ungrateful, uh, what's to be grateful for? He destroyed something that meant a lot to you. He All he had to do was ask. And instead, he's pouring more <clears throat> high-test fuel on the fire by saying it's just a plant and all you do is look at it and the ungrateful and overdramatic. It's, and that you should appreciate his intention was to help me. How, where was the intention? It, you should have asked first. He didn't ask because he didn't want to bother me on my trip. Well, that's on you, my man. I'm sorry. All right, so some So now some serious damage is done. Let's move to the next paragraph. I ended up canceling our anniversary plans, partly because I was so upset that I didn't want to go, and partly because I wanted to try and salvage the plans that it would, and that would require time. Okay. Uh, all right. That, that makes understandable. Um, trying to fix the plants, that is, I get it. I mean, he made a mess and now you have to clean it up. And you're obviously upset at him that you don't want to go on this trip. Um, so you canceled it. Okay, you're upset. And you're legitimately upset. And now, so he did something wrong. Didn't apologize for it. Called you ungrateful. And now he is 
He hit the roof when I told him and is now sleeping in a separate room and refusing to speak to me because, according to him, I'm being petty and trying to destroy our marriage. Okay. Um, look, the only thing I can really say that you should have done uh, as in this relation in this situation was let him know what to do with the terrarium and given him instructions. That's it. Everything else that has happened after this point, I have to side with you because um, he didn't reach out to ask you, hey, about this terrarium that you love so much, what do you want me to do? When it was destroyed and he called you, he said it was this, that, and the other thing, just a plant, called you ungrateful, overdramatic, you should appreciate his inten the intention of him helping. Then him freaking out because about the plans that were canceled. <sighs> and now he's sleeping in a separate room. I mean, and refuse and refusing to speak to you. All of all of this was so avoidable. I really I really mean that. Like all of this on your husband's part was so avoidable and didn't have to happen and that makes me so sad that he's acting like this and i can understand where he's coming from but i don't agree with it especially now like what he's saying is is it, it's so it's just aggressive and and, uh, and and mean and degrading and against the spirit of your mother because you spent, you had this thing for what, 15 years or something like that? You, you built it with your mother and thinks you're misguided and overdramatic. It's just like, that's your, that's your, that's your woman. That's, that's your wife. That's the person you committed to. You, for, you know, everything that you're trying to support. Why would you say that? Why would you try to, have control or gain status like that that's not that's not cool if you really wanted to be the bigger man you would just when you get home when she gets home everything would have been as it was everything wouldn't have been all messed up and the terrarium destroyed and and even if yeah you you made a mistake you could have still offered to fix it and you didn't do any of that and now you're sleeping in a room that doesn't have your wife in it that's so that's so that's so sad that sh you shouldn't be doing that this needs to st your husband needs to come to Jesus and really like I was so out of line what can I do to fix this how can I help I shouldn't have said what I said I shouldn't have done what I done I should uh, I shouldn't have done what I did I, I should I should have asked you what to do over the phone and I know it's this important to you what can I do to help I've really messed this up that's what he needs to do but if he does that you need to accept him back in slowly and let him um, build himself up to that to that reputation that person that is like who knows he screwed up who know he said some stupid things and that this is not going to be a repetitive thing 
that's but unfortunately you're not I don't I don't side with him really at all I really don't so I get why you're upset and I get why you canceled the plans and I get why you're doing what you're doing I just wish your husband could you know take his foot off the gas of possibly destroying his marriage because I don't think you're trying to do that at least from reading this this article I can't see that so your husband has a lot of work to do let's move on to the next one if you don't agree or if you have other thoughts or you'd like more you'd like to input your own you know concerns um, feel free to comment down below or just shoot me an email here's the next one I don't know if I did anything wrong I have been babysitting the kids after school at least once a week I usually make some dinner and we usually eat around six today I was babysitting and the kids came home Tim who's 12 was especially hungry and asked me to start dinner at four at four I told him to go eat some fruit as a snack and wait for dinner he told me he didn't want fruit and asked me to make the food now I told him no that he can eat a snack he was pissy for the rest of the night my daughter came home a little after seven and Tim went up to her claiming I starved him and wouldn't make dinner early I explained I offered him some fruit to tide him over and he didn't want it this is where this is where an argument started my daughter saying if one kid wants dinner now then I make dinner I told her I offered a snack and he can wait as and he can wait he is fine I'm not babysitting for her for her anymore she is pissed about that and thinks I am a jerk um okay let me see here I don't know if I did anything wrong I've been babysitting the kids after school okay okay grandkids okay so you're babysitting the grandkids babysitting there at least once a week I usually make dinner and we usually eat around six today I was babysitting and the kids came home Tim was 12 he wanted to eat at four I told him to go eat some fruit as a snack and wait for dinner told me he didn't want fruit and he asked to make the food now I told him no and then he can have a snack and he was pissy for the rest of the night my daughter came home a little after seven and Tim went up for her claiming I starved him which you didn't starve him I don't I don't think you starved him um, kids aren't starving but okay all right um, I explained I offered him some fruit okay so you offered him something she got home at seven this is when the argument started my daughter saying if he if one kid wants dinner now then I make dinner I told her I offered a snack and he can wait is fine I'm not babysitting for her anymore she's pissed about that and thinks I'm a jerk okay um I'm gonna try an angle on here and you let me know what you think so you you uh, babysitting for the kids is a respectful thing to do and you have a routine for six o'clock that's when dinner is so I understand that um, I don't uh, I you offered some food he didn't want it and he got upset the child seems like he's a little entitled I, I don't know if there is a, a, a secondary parental figure um, involved with all this I'm not sure so 
you didn't starve him. That is overdramatic. Um, I, you didn't make dinner early because you always make dinner at six. Um, now, how many kids is it? Today I was babysitting and the kids came home. Okay, so there's more than one. So one kid complained. One kid complained, the other ones didn't. You did offer him food, and he rejected it and got really upset. Okay. Um, huh. Well, I think the kid is obviously a little spoiled. I will I will ad admit that that's one of my initial reactions. Um, the mother, the, the daughter, basically saying if the kid wants dinner now then you make dinner um i'll take your word if that's how it was said it sounds i don't know a little mean maybe um but apparently you're not babysitting for anymore because i guess i don't know why did you say no or did your did the daughter say no so i'm, I'm wondering how that um worked out but I think there needs to be a proper explanation, a conversation between the daughter and the mother to see why this thing got out of hand the way that it did. Because it, clearly the daughter's upset. Uh, maybe for legitimate reasons. Uh, I'm not going to press. But I think, look, the, it, it depends. You know, you raise your kids your way. Obviously, if somebody's doing you the. Because, you know, look, um, what do you call it? Childcare is extremely expensive, extremely expensive, like thousands of dollars a month. So hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a month. So you're doing them a great, doing her a great service by keeping an eye on the kiddos and saving a lot of money as well. So these are things that she should take into account before she gets incredibly upset. But I think there still needs to be a conversation had between the daughter and the mother so that because she's upset and thinks that you're a jerk people are upset they should need to have a conversation it needs to be calm if an if an intermediary needs to be involved to kind of work this out then okay we'll do that uh, but it's that conversation has to be had and it needs to and the person who is upset right now which is the daughter needs to be the first one to talk and lay out their rules and their guidelines not you. They already know what you're, what you've said and what you did and stuff like that. And it doesn't mean you're wrong, but since the person who's ups the person who is upset should be the first one to talk in this situation. That way they can get everything off their chest, and then you can listen to what they have to say. And after, only after they f they finish what they were saying, can you absorb uh, their thoughts and feelings and see how you can work towards that. Okay, that's that's what I th that's what I would recommend for entertainment purposes only. Um, that start by having that conversation with the daughter and seeing if she can get it all out of her system and has some legitimate reasons as to why she has that th that thought pattern. But as long as you have that conversation, this could be okay. Let's move on to the next one. This one, ooh, this one's chunky. I, 36-year-old female, have a 16-year-old son, Liam. Okay, so you had him when you were 
20? Okay. Uh, his dad bailed on us when he was one. He was too much of a coward to tell himself he didn't want to be a dad anymore and got his parents to tell me this. I was devastated. His parents weren't, hap weren't very happy with him and tried to convince him to come back, but he refused. I moved on and meet my now husband Daniel, 38, when Liam was four. He is good to Liam and sees him as his own. Liam knows that Daniel, Daniel's not his biological dad, but that doesn't matter to him. Daniel loves kickboxing and didn't take long before Liam became passionate about it as well. And so Daniel enrolled him into a kickboxing club. Hey, I'm at a kickboxing class. Just not today because my uh, trainer was out sick with a migraine. Um, and they both became... Yeah, I do it four days a week, by the way. Um, they both trained a lot together and Liam started winning local tournaments. Unbeknownst to me at the time, my ex-sister, April, had been sending my ex these updates on Liam. Despite me moving on, I had I still had contact with my ex's parents and my son has a relationship with them. Okay. We always in invited we are always invited to family events like birthdays and holidays and they are fine with my husband. Not once had my ex shown up while we were there. I did know that my ex did mend his relationship with his family at some point. I told my ex's parents that the door was open for him to visit and have a relationship with Liam if he wanted when Liam was younger, but he never did take up on my, okay. So on to what happened. Okay. Thank you. Um, my cousin and my son, cousin Soapy. Wait. So on to what happened at my son, cousin Soapy's 16th birthday. We showed up and the first thing I noticed, April was looking stressed and knew and I knew and knew why when I noticed my ex was sitting at the table with his girlfriend. Oh boy. Liam came in beside me and my ex nodded at him and said, "Hey son." Liam froze. There was this there was this horrible pause and my ex said, "I heard you're doing good and you're fighting. You definitely got that from my side." Before I could say anything, Liam said, "Don't try and claim on something you've never had a part in." Whoa. Oh, he is 16. Okay. Everyone was quiet and watching us and April tried to intervene, but my ex said I raised him to be a brat and Liam just went off on him and a lot of heated words came out of my son that I've never heard him say before. He called him a deadbeat and said he abandoned us and that he was just a waste of space. Daniel had, a, had to come in and only caught the end of it. He had to drag out Liam before it escalated. We ended up leaving and Liam was crying. April texted later and said she wants an apology from Liam for ruining Sophie's birthday. I told her to let him calm down first, but she kept pushing it until I snapped and said, I'm not going to get him to apologize for telling the truth. She called me an asshole. Since uh, then, I've been getting pressure from my ex side to apologize. I haven't told Liam yet because he's still hurting from that day. Okay. So I need to just go back. Um, this will probably be the last one because this one is going to require some thought. So let me focus on this. So at the age of 20, your de the, 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 the biological father bailed when Liam was only one year old. Okay. So uh, that's a point for Liam. It doesn't seem like the mom has done anything wrong yet. So, 
Okay. Uh, Dad bails. Not good. Too much of a coward. All right. Now, did you do anything to make him want to bail? I'm, I'm just throwing that out there, but it doesn't seem like it. I understand that you guys were young, you and that can be tough, but... Okay, no, it's fine. People have had ch children at all uh, all different ages. Um, I'm not gonna say you were a bad mother or a bad or a, a, a bad girlfriend or whatever. Just that this is the situation that came to be, and obviously he didn't do the right thing. He bailed. He ran away. That is a cowardly thing to do. Uh, his parents weren't vap ha his parents weren't happy with him and tried to convince him to come back, and he refused. Okay. It's not looking good for him. Uh, you met your husband, Daniel of 38, when Liam was four. So Daniel, the stepdad, stepped up. Good for him. Good for Daniel. He's good to Liam. Uh, Liam knows that Daniel was not his biological dad. Doesn't matter. Daniel loves kickboxing. So Daniel introduced your son. So your stepdad introduced your son to kickboxing. That's great. Um... Yep, uh, so Daniel enrolled him into kickboxing. Unbeknownst to me at the time, my ex's sister, April, had been sending my ex these updates on Liam. Despite me moving on, I still had contact with the ex's parents. My son had a relationship with them. We were trying, okay. Uh, my birthdays are fine. The ex does not show up. Okay. So from what I understand, from what I'm get gathering from the initial data collection here is that your son, Liam, has never met his father has not seen his father since he was one years old. So he has basically no recollection of him. This is a, all he knows is that he had a father who abandoned him and, the, and that everybody else, including the ex's parents, are in his life. But the, the father, the biological father, is not. So what did we see? I know I did know that my ex mended his relationship with family at some point. Told my ex that the door was open for him to visit and have a relationship with Liam if he wanted to when Liam was younger, but he never did take up on my intention. Okay, on the invitation. All right. Okay. Um. So he went to the 16th birthday. Your son went to the 16th birthday. You showed up, and the first thing you noticed is that April was looking stressed and knew why. The ex was sitting at the table. So the ex, the father the absent father who hasn't been there since the age of one decided to show up unannounced and you your son and your and your husband were all there unannounced you guys were announced he wasn't um there was a horrible pause and my ex said you're doing good with your fighting but blah, blah, blah. that's that is not that's not gonna work so um Liam froze. So Liam is obviously upset. He didn't know what to think. He didn't want to say justifiably so. Liam is clearly, he's 16 years old. He has a amazing relationship with the stepfather. And then dear old dad just decides to show up. And he said, don't try and claim something you've never had a part in. Okay. That's pretty good. Um... Liam said, da, 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 watching us, April tried to intervene, but my ex said I raised him to be a brat. Dude, what are you doing? 
you so the x the x the biological shows up out of nowhere tries to claim something as his own which liam was correct in, in accusing then goes has the audacity to say to the mother who has raised the child basically by herself until the age of four until the stepdad stepped up and called out your parenting skills saying your son was raised to be a brat listen you weren't there you ran away you did you refused to at least be there to help raise this 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 young adult and you can't handle him having a few choice words and showing up to this party unannounced called him a deadbeat and then came out of my son called him a brat liam just went uh, liam is obviously upset so he went off daniel had to come in and only caught the end of it he had to drag out liam before it escalated we ended up leaving and liam was crying okay kids traumatized he hasn't seen his father since he since he was a year old and then the guy just shows up out of no shows up out of nowhere and tries to take credit oh boy april texted later and said she wants an apology from lamb for ruining sophie's birthday um hold on a second let's part let's pump the brakes here wanted april said she wanted an apology from lamb for ruining sophie's birthday april is the ex's sister april why didn't you tell them that the biological father was going to be there why didn't you warn them why didn't you let liam know that his father who's been absent for 16 years was gonna show up how would you expect him to react um i told her to let him calm down first but she kept pushing until i snapped and said i'm not going to get him to apologize for telling the truth okay she called your name since then i've been getting pressured from my ex's side to apologize i haven't told lamb because he's still hurting from that day look i i understand liam's frustration i understand why liam is so upset i understand everything that liam said i get it he was mad can an apology come later yeah way later april needs to apologize for not saying anything saying anything about the biological showing up the biological also needs to be apologizing for pretty much everything under the sun and i think you're you're doing the right thing because first of all kudos to the to the stepdad for just being there and supportive it doesn't look like he said anything he hasn't said anything he hasn't said to liam you should apologize he hasn't said anything to you about he should apologize he's just being a good man standing there by his stepson and you you and you obviously backed your son which is the right thing to do you stood up for your son you understood why he was upset and this is a person who not only abandoned your son but he abandoned you he ran off on you i don't understand if there is an apology to be had from liam's side it's not going to come until way down the road and quite frankly the people that should be apologizing is april for not warning not warning you that the ex was going to be there and the ex and the ex's family they should have known better this kid was doing just fine by himself and you all of a sudden just going to throw this huge curveball at him that's not right that's not right it's not fair it's disrespectful and everything that the biological said was wrong 
So I support Liam. I understand why he was upset. He's 16. He had a very traumatizing moment. He didn't know how to react. And quite frankly, the, the biological tried to take credit for something that the stepdad introduced to the son. So I understand Liam was not only standing up for himself, but he was standing up for his stepdad, which is a very admirable trait, very respectful. I like this kid. And his, you know what? Yeah, I like this kid. I like the mom a lot too. And I also have respect for the stepdad because it, there is nothing in this, in this paragraphing that states that he did anything to undermine this situation. He was just as shocked as, as you were and your son was when they showed up, when he showed up. So the apology has to come from the ex and the ex's parents and April, all those people. Your son did really nothing wrong. He just was upset. So there is some blame to be had, but little to none of it falls on Liam's and his mother's and his stepdad's side. That's how I feel. If you have questions, concerns, or a different viewpoint or something you'd like to add on top of that, you can go ahead and comment regarding any one of these um, Q&As and just leave your comments or your questions uh, down below or in an email if you just have a different viewpoint. So yeah, absolutely. I would like to know what you guys think. The And that's for any of those, any of the topics I cover. If you have um other questions, concerns, or comments, go ahead and hit me up on my website, positive sarcasm at outlook.com is the email address, or you can go through the contact page at, at positive sarcasm. Um, you can also hit me up through social media if you'd like, uh, Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, uh, facebook.com slash POS sarcasm, and facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. So there's many, many ways to get a hold of me. I'm you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to help. Um, it's a privilege to read these things and see if I can offer insight to them, but this one, last one was... That's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, Access-wise, you can find this on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. YouTube, go to YouTube Positive Sarcasm Podcasts. You can also find it anywhere podcasts are available. Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addicts, uh, Apple Podcast. Stitcher is officially dead, so don't use Stitcher. But it's, and include, but it's also on Substack as well, where I'm gaining no traction. I'm gaining more traction on Rumble and YouTube than I am on Substack, but... Whatever, I want to leave the options available. It's also downloadable and streamable directly from my website, positivesarcasm.com. Just a little something for you to think about. Um, and then go ahead and check out all my other stuff that I've been working on too for the last uh, month or so. Um, anyways, uh, in the meantime, go ahead and check out the affiliate links for the, in the description down below. Check out all that stuff. I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, it's it's taken a um a considerable amount of effort to, you know, rebuild this podcast every single time and come back to it. And I think, um, regardless of how this year goes, I think, I, I think that we can really continue to build this platform, whether it's only once a week or twice a week and, uh, hopefully make a difference one individual at a time, because the, the theme of, of this year's podcast is I can't save the world. So, I need to stay in my lane as far as reviewing these questions and the answers and seeing what the you know all the different angles of it and then trying to offer my opinion and I think individually if we can if we can help people one one Q&A at a time 
I think that would be really, really important. I think that'd be the most valuable thing I can do um, with this platform. So that's the way I'm going to do that. Um, go ahead, check out all my other pages and all my other content um, that you possibly can. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at positive underscore sarcasm. And uh, I guess that's pretty much it. I don't know if I missed anything. And if I did, please let me know. Once again, this podcast, uh, I am not a licensed therapist in any clinical sense. I'm just a guy who wears sports jackets. Um, so in the meantime, if you, yeah, that's pretty much it. This is for entertainment purposes only. If you are looking for clinical help, there are affiliate links uh, down below in the description. So go ahead and check those out but maybe some of this information you may find insight, uh, rather insightful. So thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing, and I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio, for entertainment purposes only, this has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.